SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, thanks for those voice notes. You can you you can you can keep them coming. I know also in PE uh, there were cuts that were donated there as part of the Roger Federer Foundation, and I know there was a big fight about who should play in these courts and all of that, and uh, there were, uh, and um, it was ugly at some point. I'm not sure how that turned out. Maybe we should go back there because we did cover that story sometime. And but also we must also talk about the lack maybe of commitment when it comes to Davis Cup tennis um, of of our players over the years. We've we've spoken about Kevin Anderson not wanting to represent the country. He gave his own reasons, um, injuries, and also wanting to focus on his singles career, and he was never available uh, to come and represent uh, a South Africa. And that's one of the challenges that we've also had, some of our top players not coming back to give back uh, to the country also. I know a few years ago, I was actually in, in Swane, um, when Wayne Ferreira was here, he was called up just to become a, consult, a consultant for one of the ties, and we thought he would have a longer involvement, but it wasn't to be. It didn't last for long there, and he's now coaching a few players overseas, including Francis Tier 4. Um, so, yeah, we also do need some, maybe some of our players to come back and give back uh, to the country. But, okay, before we talk basketball, let's talk about the Indoor Hockey World Cup. It's underway in Atswane, and we're joined by an Olympian and a former Indoor captain of the side, uh, Steve Evans, just to find out what is happening there in Atswane and how far we are. Steve, good evening, and thanks for speaking to us here on SAFM tonight. Hi, Tabisa. Thanks so much for having me on your show. Thanks, Steve. How has the action been since the tournament, since the World Cup started, rather? What have you been able to gauge? Wow, like what an experience so far. Literally, I think South Africa's pulled out all the stops uh, in terms of the venue, uh, having the crowds coming in to to support and watch um, some incredible indoor, obviously the best in the world. And uh, and our, our national teams, men and ladies, are both competing uh, they've they've had some fantastic results. Uh, we, I'm sure we can jump into into those a little bit uh, deeper uh, in a minute. But yeah, overall, just an amazing experience. And I'd encourage anyone that is in the Pretoria area or Joburg area to get through to the Hartfelt Arena in Pretoria and go and support our national teams. Before we get into the result, would you say there's been adequate coverage in the media, especially local media, of this Indoor Hockey World Cup? What have you made of the coverage? Uh, it's a, that's a difficult one, I think, probably because I'm already on the inside of, uh, of the hockey community. So, of course, there's various WhatsApp groups and, uh, and channels where one hears about, uh, you know, what's the fact that we were hosting the tournament and so on. I have heard a couple of sports reports uh, on the various radio stations that I listen to. I'm down in Cape Town, so we've been we've had a few on 5FM and a couple on uh, on KFM as well. So I guess it all boils down to uh, to to yeah, you know, what what access you have to and what media channels you you choose to engage with. Okay, and then let's get into the results then, Steve. What do you make of how our teams have performed so far? The, the women winless after three games. How should we reflect on their performances? They had a 2-2 draw with the USA today. Yeah, to be so, I think what one has to bear in mind is that, unfortunately, South Africa in the hockey world hockey context is a little bit of a minnow. So our rankings are kind of outside of the top 10, top 12, uh, depending on you know men and women. Uh, we've got some really, really amazing young talents in both teams, and we've got a nice blend of experience and youth in, in both of our teams. Um, on the women's front, uh, the, the performances that they've put in have been fantastic. 
Um, Giles Bonnet, the, the outdoor coach, has released um, certain players to, to play in the indoor uh, program because the indoor is an, is an ancillary program to the outdoor program. But uh, the, you know, the, the girls have had, um, had some amazing results. Uh, they lost um, narrowly 3-1 uh, against the Netherlands, uh, narrowly 2-3 against Austria, both European powerhouses. And today they held uh, the USA 2-2, um, you know, to a draw. So, so certainly on, on the ladies' front, fantastic. Um, on, the, on the men's front, even better. Um, we, uh, we drew 3-3 with Australia that are similarly ranked to us in, in, in terms of Indoor Hockey World rankings. Uh, we then beat the, the Czech Republic last night 8-4 um, in an absolutely incredible game. Kasim with five goals. Yeah, Kasim with five goals literally was on absolute fire. Um, and uh, and then today, unfortunately, went 5-2 down against the USA. USA also have historically been on a sort of a similar level to ourselves, a very sort of more amateur type of uh, program, guys getting together just a couple of you know weeks before the tournament to to prepare. But uh, yeah, I was I was hoping that our boys could uh, could get the three points that would uh, assure them a quarterfinal final spot. Uh, but they've still got some work to do against against Iran and um, Argentina that are the other two pool games that they have to play. So certainly they're, they're in with a shot. Um, the girls, uh, I think it's going to boil down to other results to see, uh, to see what they can do uh, to, to crack a quarterfinal spot. But, but the 5-2 defeat of the men to the USA, is, are you surprised? Imagine is it a big result uh, considering where the two teams are at the moment or the two nations are? Uh, to be so, what you have, what you know, what what is important to remember with indoor is that the game is so fast; it is literally end to end. You can score a goal in in a matter of seconds, literally three or four seconds it takes from one end to the other uh, to to score goals. And and I think what from I unfortunately wasn't able to watch the USA game today. I, I was stuck in meetings, um, but I I did ha- I did have my eye open on 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 the scoreboard as it was changing. But um, last night, watching that, um, that Czech Republic-South African game, we went 3-1 down, and we managed the pressure really, really well. We slowed it down, we calmed it down, and then a little bit of Kasim magic uh, that uh, got us back in the game, and then you know, the boys were clinical in terms of their performance. I think today was, was a big mental barrier that they needed to, to, to try and uh, step through. Um, the U.S. team also is coached by by two South African um, guys, uh, Jason Mulder and um, Jody Rasmus. Uh, so they also would have had an inside track because they've grown up and they've played with and coached a lot of uh, our young players. So I think there was a it was a little bit of a of a double whammy there. So then, um, what would make um, a, a good showing or a good tournament for our team, Steve? considering where they are compared to the rest of the teams in the world? For sure. I, I, think, um, I think for our girls, it'll probably be, you know, if we can sneak into a top 10. So uh, it's a 12-team format. If we can, historically, I think South Africa in the men and the women have never finished higher than, uh, than 10th. That's been the, that's been the, best, uh, the best final position. Um, so for our boys, I definitely would love to see them um, crack a quarterfinal. Of course, I'd also love to see uh, the girls crack a quarterfinal, but I think it's probably more realistic that they that they will end up in that sort of bottom four and playing off for for anywhere from nine to twelve. 
Um, with the boys as well, I just think if they can get themselves into that uh, into that quarterfinal position, you know, then it's three knockout games. And uh, you know, if we've watched any football World Cup, you know, all the drama, the extra time, mm. um, it's literally about taking your chances on the day and and putting in performances. And when you start to build a campaign and you start to build that belief around uh, around your process, uh, uh, anything can happen. And then, besides our, our teams, who who are the, who were the favourites going into this tournament? Which who are the top nations when it comes to indoor hockey? For sure. Um, so on the on the men's side, uh, certainly the uh, uh, the Czech Republic, uh, Belgium, Austria, um, and Iran are, are are the sort of four of the of the top ranked teams. Um, on the ladies' side, uh, certainly the Dutch um, are right up there. Uh, again, Belgium, Austria, so it's a it's a it's a it's a mix. You know, the Europeans are they play a lot of indoor hockey um, traditionally just because the weather is obviously um, cool. snowing and freezing cold for <laughs> uh, most of the winter months. So hockey is a summer sport uh, in Europe, uh, and uh, and for us, obviously, we play we play here um, you know during cricket season, um, so traditionally, and then we play our outdoor hockey. Uh, during our winter, so so yeah, different d- different uh, different exposure levels, shall we say? Okay, great insight there, Steve. Thanks for taking our call here on SAFA. Maybe we can catch up with you also before the tournament comes to an end. But thanks for speaking to us. Only a pleasure. I'll be through uh, from uh, tomorrow afternoon, so I'll more than happy to uh, call in from the ground and give you some updates. Wonderful, Steve Evans, former indoor captain and an Olympian. In order to be better, we need to.